Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, welcome to On The Pace for this Sunday morning. Michael Guerin, good morning to you. Yeah, morning to you, Simon. It's good to be filling in for Fred today. He deserves a day off because it's been a busy time for him. And we've got Harness Racing last night at Menangle. Excellent meeting there, Simon. But before we get to that... And a very special guest. We have a birthday boy joining us today. Um, probably the race of the weekend, Simon, was actually down there in Victoria at Melton. That was the uh, the free-for-all and the return to Lock and Varat, uh, I believe. How did you make his uh, resumption? Look, I-, I thought he was good. He ran second, for those who missed it last night on Sky, um, started in a 1,720-metre mobile race. Now, he went around us at Parked in the middle stages for Nathan Jack, and he couldn't catch the leader, Torrid Saint. Now, initially, Simon, I thought, no, nah, that was only OK. But they went 151 and change mile rate for the 1720, very fast time. And he was probably 15 metres off the leader after 400 metres, maybe more. So to sit Parked in 151 and change, an excellent return. He was in for the fight. He charged hard at the line, and he'll be a significantly better horse next time out. So the countdown to the Victoria Cup, which is the second Saturday in October, has started. And Lockie, or Artie as they call him, is back, and I thought very good last night. So a a good start to that campaign after he missed the Queensland winter, where the likes of Majestic Cruiser and... Spirit of St. Louis had a, a lot more racing than he's had in recent times. Ah, that's uh, very pleasing to see. Now, at Tabcourt Park, Menangle last night, uh, driver Robert Morris drove a double, in fact, and I think he's about to join us now. Michael, uh, Robbie, good morning to you. Morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Robbie, uh, thank you for joining us on your birthday. Now, some people may be shocked by this because you've been on Sky Sports Radio that many times in the last couple of years because... You and your wife, Kerri-Anne, trained so many winners. But I found out today you're only 31. I'm not saying you look older, Robbie, but your body of work would suggest you're older. Yes, yes, most people do think I'm, I'm a bit older than what I am. I do think I've had a rough life, probably don't look the best, but yeah, 31 today. So, um, yeah, no, we just um, come down to the valley and here to have a bit of breakfast with the family, so it's good. Mate, we'll try not to bother you too much uh, when you're having your birthday breakfast. It wasn't so much the looks, Robbie. It's the fact you've driven so many winners. It's a lot of winners for someone who's 31. So do you ever think to yourself, I might be doing this for another 30 years, God willing? That'd be nice, Robbie. And if you, do, if you are, there could be some big numbers next to your name. Yeah, look, it's, um, you know, I was only... Actually, I was talking to Grant the other day and he drove 5,000, which I thought was a massive feat. And he actually said that to me. And yeah, I've got no plans on stopping many times soon. I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. And I've been very fortunate with um, the people that I drive for and obviously Kerry's team and a lot of big trainers supporting me. And uh, I've had a lot of luck. So hopefully it may continue. One thing that both you and Kerry Ann have a lot of luck with is trotters, which can be a real pain. They can be a pain in the butt but you guys seem to have worked them out and you've taken real, real advantage of the opportunities at Menangle. You did that last night with the open class trot, Sonny G, who you drove, who I was tipping out when he was a maiden and he's finally starting to get things right in his head, Robbie. He beat the stablemate, Elder Baron Ursula. So that's very, I'm sure, satisfying because there's so much work goes into making one trotter 
an open class horse, to have two edging that way must be satisfying. Yeah, it is. You know, trotters are, um, you know, they're not for everyone. You do have to be a bit patient and you sort of got to tinker with gear and, and work them in different styles. But uh, we've had a lot of success. I think working on Menangle helps us so much with them, but the long straights and big wide open bends, you know, we can seem to get them gated good. And like Sonny, he doesn't wear any boots in front and only a pair of bandages in behind. So I think that helps a lot. And we've had a really good bit of success with them. So, um, yeah, it was really good to see Sonny G keep stepping up. Me and you have sort of always thought he had the ability, but he took he took a long time to um, to get there, but he finally worked it all out. And, and now the Baron Ursula, I, I think she's doing a super job at the moment. She's she's in that transition period at the moment where she's a four-year-old mare and you know, she's only raced her own age and sex all her life. And then she's come out of a three-year-old year and after winning an Oaks and she, her rating was really high and it probably hurt her a little bit, but... Um, to her credit, she stepped out really good and Kerry's done a super job placing her and um, yeah, looking forward to the end of the year with her with the big bread and breeze pants still to go. Sonny G is only five, which is very young for a trotter. He may well race for another five seasons. He's had 78 starts. Is that a case, Robbie, because he was so loopy early in his career that you line them up, get them more used to it, get them less panicky, get their breathing right, get their gait right and eventually they sort of just work it out themselves? Yeah, it sort of was with him. He was sort of, um, we've sort of only really taken over the training of him probably the last 18 months, sort of two sort of years. Russell Cummins had him early on in his life and through his two and three-year-old seasons, he always had the ability, but he, he'd sort of panic and, and freak out. And then Russell and his wife, Kerry, who still own him, they decided to, to give him the main cares just for the simple fact that we've got numbers and we can work him in with other horses and he's always working with four or five others and, you know, once he sort of got into that system, um, I could always tell at home he was getting better, but the more racing we got into him and the more trips he went, you know, the more miles he went, he just kept working it out. And, you know, he just raced in a jog ride on the hours. He just sort of, you know, he's worked it all out. He's got really good gait speed. He puts himself in the right spots. And even last night, he had gallopers all around him last night. And he just stepped like a bomb and got right through to three fence within sort of 50 yards and it was all worked itself out from there. Robbie, you mentioned gate speed, and, and so many of yours and Kerry Ann's horses do have gate speed. Now, is that something you can teach a horse? Is that something you can train into them? Is it a driving skill, because you seem to be very good at it? Um, or do they just have speed or they don't have speed? Because it's such a crucial part of racing in New South Wales, but I'm sure lots of punters can't work out where exactly it comes from. Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously we're lucky with but Sort of we, we, we're blessed that we get a good quality of horse too, which I think helps. Um, but I, I do think as a driver, you know, especially at Menangle, um, you have to be on your toes. You have to have them ready. Um, you know, I sort of, if, if you don't put them in the right spots, you know, I, I think the first 400 metres at Menangle is the most crucial part of the race. I know that's not where the business side of it all is, but if you don't lob a good posse and you don't get a live helmet, you know, it can be crucial to you at the 600 if you've got if you've got a horse in front of you that's not flowing with the traffic and you've got to come wide or you've got to go too early. So, you know, I I like to have them ready to rock and roll when the gate goes because I sort of, you know, I think that first 400, when you can put yourself in a hole, um, it can be crucial to where you end up later on. How do you do that then? When you're warming a horse up, do you chirp it up? Do you give it a tap on the bum? Do you, is it something to do with the gear? For people who, who don't understand what it entails to get them off the gate, or is that 
not done on the warm-up? Is that done at the trials and all the work beforehand? I, I think it's something that you sort of do at the trials a little bit. You do at home a little bit. Obviously, most of our horses work a mile and a half with us. They always they all sprint up the straight together, sort of side by side. Um, I like to give ours, you know, any horse I sort of drive, I like to warm them up. Not not too strong, but I like to make sure that they're warm. I, I think with the mile racing, you don't have you don't have a chance to sort of wind into anything. There's no 26 or 3200 meter races in Sydney. There's majority of them are miles. So if you're not warm when the gate goes, by the time you get warm, it's all over. So I like to give them a good warm down, and I, I sort of always give them a little chirp up in the warm. I just give them a little kiss and just let them fill their hobbles and let them breeze up for a furlong. And um, yeah, you know, just before the gate goes, I like to. You know, I'll have them hard on the bit, ready to rock and roll. And when the gates fire back, they, they sort of seem to come out good. You know, it's, it's probably a skill that comes with driving so many too. It's, it's um, you know, when you go around as many times I do a week, it, it sort of comes a bit second nature to you. But yeah, you just, it's probably a combination of things put together. Last night on the free-for-all for the Pacers, Robbie, you drove Pete's Said So, who actually is a horse who does have blazing gate speed, but... You've been trying a few different things on and off with this horse and sometimes settling it in. And it ironically, it seems to finish off its races better when it does settle in. Second last night in a decent field behind where you've been bopping. Is Pete said so the type of horse who, who's going to be a journeyman free-for-aller in New South Wales? Or is he a horse with his improvement curve the way it's being might end up in, in group races and serious races further down the track? Yeah, look, he's. Um, he, I thought he was going to be a journeyman, but you know, if you told me he would have sat parked in fifty-one and ran second in a Group Three last night a month ago, I would have said, "Oh, that might be a bit far-fetched for him." But he just keeps getting better, and as, and as the racing's getting on, and um, you know, he doesn't do much during the week. Kez looks after him, and his owner Peter Colesford, really understanding of you know, sometimes you've got to pick and choose your battles with him. But you know, I, I did mention last night. Pete mentioned the intermediate at the end of the year, and. Uh, I think it's something to aim for him. You know, I'm not sitting there saying he's going to win by any stretch of the imagination, but you know he'll follow pace good, and he's proved that he'll follow the pace really good. And I think in them high pressure races, it might suit him. Um, you know, he, he looks to be a progressive horse. He just keeps getting better. And um, yeah, like sitting in the park last night in 51, it, it was a, it was a, a probably the 51 sitting park made him look a, a bit prettier. The first half was pretty gentle on him for a free for all. But in saying that, he done it, and it's still mentally challenging to do, and he held off a couple of good horses in cash and flow and things like that to, to keep running second. So his run was really good, and, um, yeah, we're, we think he's got a bright future, and he'll just keep turning up. Robbie, since it's your birthday, we've deliberately called off all the harness racing in New South Wales so you can enjoy the time with the family, so there's no code today, which is nice, but you are heading to Goulburn tomorrow. Um, have you got an early winner for us, for those who, people who peruse the early markets on a Sunday night? Anything tomorrow? Uh, yeah, we're heading to Goulburn tomorrow. I got um, I don't mind the trotter in the first. He's, he's down a hell of a lot in grade. Um, don't touch this. I think he's drawn seven or eight. You've got me stunned here. I wasn't really looking at the form today, Mick, but um, he's he's going good. Um, his races have been okay at Menangaloo. He's been getting a bit washed up in the traffic. Um, dropping back to Goulburn should suit him. And I'm driving a three-year-old later on in the card called GFC for um, Kerry and Andrew Towers. He's progressive three-year-old. And he, he probably logged into that race good. Mate, we won't make you do any more form or any more talking to us on a Sunday morning on your birthday, mate. Go enjoy the family. Um, happy 31st and uh, yeah, many happy returns. And thanks for all the help you give us on Sky Sport Radio. No worries, mate. Appreciate it. Thank you.
Robbie Morris, 31 today, a winner last night along with his wife Kerry Ann. They trained and drove the Quinella in the feature trot at Menangle, where you've been bopping for James Rattray, took out the feature pace. As we heard earlier, talking to Simon, Lockenbar Art is back in business, so the road to the Victoria Cup, which eventually extends through the Inter-Dominions, the Hunter Cup, and of course, back to Menangle for the biggest of them all, the Miracle Mile in early March. That road started last night at Melton. Johannes Racing Action today is out of state. We only have the two meetings around Australia today, so nothing in New South Wales. They have Stall and Hobart, Tasmania and Victoria, but we do race at Goulburn tomorrow and then into Menangle for the regular Tuesday and then Leeton Tuesday night. So plenty of harness racing coming up. Tomorrow morning, Simon, at 10.30, we have our extended Monday morning on the pace. We'll talk more about the roads to the big races and try and see if we can find a few more winners for tomorrow's meeting. But to those having a bit today, Simon, we wish them the best of luck. It won't be on the harness in New South Wales. Thanks very much, Michael. Uh, You enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Looking forward to it, Simon. Thanks, mate.